Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you know what it is? It's time for spring. I've had enough. I don't care when the calendar says it is because I think spring doesn't start to the end of April or something strange like that. I'm freezing. I'm sitting indoors in a fleece next to a little electric radiator that I've got on and I'm still cold, listeners. And I don't know about you, but on February the whatever it was, however many days we had this year in February, I personally checked out of winter and said, right, I want shorts, I want open shirts, I want sun. None of it has appeared. I mean, there's been bits of sun this week, haven't there? But it's still freezing. Just turn off my recycling bins notification. That's not fun podcast content, is it? What is fun podcast? Podcast? Welcome to my podcast. What is fun podcast content is this week's episode. See what I did there? It's LGBT Adoption and Fostering Week. It also was International Women's Day on Tuesday. So happy International Women's Day to all are female identifying listeners and friends and beyond. It's LGBT Fostering and Adoption Week, so we are talking to the wonderful Unlikely Dad on Instagram, Tom Cox. So we're going to be talking all about LGBT adoption. Tom has been someone who shared their journey on Instagram, as they say. He makes it very accessible. It can feel very opaque if you want to adopt or foster and uh, you don't know where to start. And I know when we did surrogacy, I just didn't know where to start. And obviously you find people along the way who are wonderful and help you. But yeah, it just feels quite hard. And Tom has made it his business to really help people adopt and uh, shares all about his life and his husband, Danny, and their son, Kai, who they adopted um, about seven years ago now. It's just a lovely account to follow. And he has also done written blogs on his website, The Unlikely Dad, about how to how to sort of kick off. And in this conversation, we're going to be talking all about his story, how to adopt, all of those things, but also just meandering off like we do into all the things about Tom and, you know, what he, his life as a gay man, living as a gay parent, um, his obsession, obsession's a strong word, his love for Lady Gaga. And also because he also shared like his house renovations and stuff. So I was quizzing him all about his rugs and things. Um, So yeah, he's lovely. You're going to love him. He's such a warm, wonderful person. And I'm very thrilled that he did us the honour of coming on this here Homo Sapiens. What else is going on? Headlines are, I've got six mouldy bananas. So I did a thing where I kept doing the online supermarket order and then pressing, like there's a photo of a bunch of bananas and then you press one and then just one turns up. And you're like, great, one banana. Then the next time I was like, I'll be vigilant. I will do, uh, I'll order six. So then I did six, but didn't eat a single one of them. So I've got five mouldy bananas. Well, I did, I ate one. Uh, when it was sort of semi-moldy. So I've got five brown bananas looking at me. 
And I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rewind, take it back to lockdown, and I'm going to make a banana cake because I've got my friends coming to stay this weekend. So I'm going to make banana bread, um, which, by the way, if anybody out there doesn't cook or hasn't cooked, it is so straightforward. I suppose maybe it was just me who sort of baking was complicated. But you're like, it's literally like sugar, eggs, flour, mix it up, put it in the oven, and it tastes, obviously, put the bananas in. And it, it tastes like the most delicious thing you've ever eaten. So that's today's chore once I've warmed up. Maybe I'll just sit by the oven. I should have done this podcast from next to the oven. Now then, I hope that you have caught up on the past few episodes. Firstly, we've had Ben Hunt, senior reporter for Vice, who is currently doing incredible work reporting on the conflict in Ukraine. You know, in our Instagram bio, there are resources of how we can donate. So please go and do that if you can, of course. Um, and appreciate all of the support you are giving to our Ukrainian brothers and sisters and those who define us neither. Then we've had Georgia Pritchett. You've been um, sending us lots of messages about because we spoke to her. She wrote Succession. Then last week we had um, LGBTQ plus housing with Lachlan and Luke, who were that couple who made the headlines recently do you remember um because they were turned down from even viewing a house and so you've been all been emailing in about all of that stuff which has been lovely but keep your emails coming hello at homo sapiens podcast.com and on instagram natch at homo sapiens and please um leave us a review on apple Podcasts, and you can be in with a chance of winning a t-shirt listeners Good or bad, we do read them out. I stick to my word on that. It's LGBTQ plus adoption week. And we've got a lovely email from a listener, Baptiste, who I actually met at the live event. Hello, Baptiste. How are you? Thank you. You were so kind to come up to me. We had a lovely chat. And then Baptiste has also written in because Baptiste is an adopter himself. Um, I'll read the email now, shall I? Dear Chris, first I wanted to thank you for talking to us after the live show on the 14th of February. Baptiste, c'est mon plaisir. It was so lovely to meet so many of you. It was just a beautiful thing, so we should do more. We're going to do more. I wanted to send a quick email because, you, as you may remember, Chris and I adopted two boys eight years ago and we are now the happiest family in the world. Yes, of course I do. Our story has been amazing and we feel so lucky that we live in a country where this is possible. Before we adopted, we were prepared by the amazing borough of Greenwich in London and this made a huge difference to the success of our adoption process. I guess what I'm trying to say is that adopting is not like a natural birth and it is very important to remember that. Mm -hmm. Adoption is definitely not for everyone. It comes with great challenges that are specific to adoption. Children in care have extremely complicated parts which means they often have extremely complex needs. We go into this actually, this is me now talking, not the email sidebar, Tom Cox, we go into the complexities around this. Because we were prepared by the amazing team at Greenwich, we felt super ready when both our boys arrived in our lives and the subsequent support that we have received by our local council has been vital for their mental health. Adopting is incredible, but it is not for everyone and people should not feel bad or apologetic for taking the decision not to adopt. Thanks so much for all the work you do with this incredible podcast. Oh, Baptiste. My pleasure. I wish you all the best on your journey to parenthood. Thank you. Not long now. My only concern with you becoming a dad is you won't have time to work on Homo sapiens. Baptiste, fear not. Don't you worry. This podcast will be continuing with me expanding my family, as they say. 
Best, Baptiste. Thank you, Baptiste. Thank you so much for that lovely email. Listeners, if you're thinking about adopting or fostering or expanding your family in whichever many ways you can, I just think it's, I don't know, I have this very strong feeling that a lot of queer people don't want to do it. And I think that's absolutely so valid. And I would never want someone to feel that they had to. Uh, sometimes because it's so opaque as to how to do it, it can feel like it's not for you. And all I want to say is that it is for you. And actually, the people I've spoken to have had wonderful experiences, particularly with adoption, of being welcomed to the world of adopting. So that's what I want to say. Let's go and have a listen to Tom. Don't listen to me. Let's listen to someone who's done it. Here's my lovely chat with Tom, aka Unlikely Dad on Instagram. The dog will probably wake. I've got a puppy, so and she's right there, so she will probably wake up at some point. So we'll deal with it. My it's husband fine. is is around, so we'll be fine. Please, we love a barking dog on this podcast. It's part <laughs> of the DNA. How is the puppy? Puppy's great. I don't mean your husband. No, yeah, he's fine. Um, <laughs> the puppy's cool. Like I say it a lot, but she's no trouble. Really, she's been here now three months, and. Um, mm-hmm maybe a bit more. And yeah, they do puppy things and are like weeing everywhere and pooing everywhere. But like that didn't last long. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like she has come out of that stage. She's just so good. And she's sleeping through the night. So like, it's like having a baby all over again. Someone said to me, getting a puppy is harder than having a kid. It's not. (laughs) No, but I think it's because I think it's because I don't know if people say that before having their kid I don't I don't know but like I because we've right. had a child and I'm like you know obviously the route we went through and some of the things we deal with perhaps it's just non-comparable I'm like and, and but maybe mm. she's just a dream puppy I don't know I think puppies are way easier than children because you know I think three months mm. in now we're past that baby puppy stage and she is growing and she's doing all her toilets outside and she's learning and we're getting her trained we're like six years into parenting. Kai's seven, almost eight. Mm. Um, we're almost seven years into parenting, I should say. And it's like, it gets harder. And that's not, a, it's not like a horrible negative story. It's just personally, it gets harder. And we say all the time really? how the early years, two, three, were a joy, such a joy. And as he's gotten older, um, more independent, more you know understanding of the world around him and it's just like it's more challenging for sure Mm. so you adopted kai when he was one and this episode is coinciding with national adoption week i think that's the right words checks Mm -hmm. notes there are no notes um (laughs) how did you get to that decision for you two for you and your husband danny Mm, it was um it feels like forever ago now like which is you know quite cliche to say but it just feels like a different life like we were fundamentally different people before but you were really young as well right well no 30 so yeah good age I felt like it was a really good age um really young Mm. when I met Danny yeah like really young oh you guys met very young didn't you yeah well I was 17 yeah and he um was 23 but we just had our life like we just you know lived our lives went to work did did everything we could and enjoyed ourselves and I think kids were off the cards really I don't think we ever had like a serious conversation about it or um thought it was going to be in our plans and um you know we had our nieces and nephews and they were just our world and it was great 
Um, and I think it was like when I, I think Danny was probably ready and had hinted maybe before I was ready. But then I think I got to like 29, 30 and, you know, my best friend had had a baby and just, yeah, it changed. And I really can't explain why it almost was, you know, I always liken it to how, you know, you sometimes hear women say, oh my God, my body clock just pinged and I was ready. And Mm. that's just, for me, it was, it overcame like that. It was like, oh my God, we... Are we, should, should we do this? Should we inquire? Should we like find out about how we go about this? Um, and it was it was just kind of crazy how quick it all came about. Really, I um, work in marketing, and I had got um, a role within an adoption charity, um, and it was as the discussions were happening for us, you know, and we were like, oh my god, how weird is this? I could have a job within the adoption sector and find out everything. And it turned out to be, it's just, I'm I'm telling you now, Chris, like the universe just had me, had us on this path. Absolutely. Um, Because, you know, the, 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 the knowledge I gained and the insight we got from working in that industry and the people I met and spoke to just like solidified that adoption was for us. And we started our journey uh, when I was, yeah, so I must, I was, I think I was 30, yeah. Had you spoken about any other routes to parenting of any description? We didn't. Yeah, I'm not really sure why. We just, it just, mm. this felt like the option that was for us, you know. You know, we did go in blindly, perhaps, in, in terms of, you know, the types of children that are up for adoption and the kids that are in care in this country. Mm. And it was a journey and it was an education for us, you know? And I think when you start telling family and friends, this is what we are going to do and this is how we're going to create our family, you're met with so many questions and, you know, it's it's hard, I think, for a lot of people to actually understand. And I swear by this, I talk to adopters on Instagram every day or prospective adopters, people on their journey asking me for advice or, you know, when this happened, what did you do? And all that sort of thing. And like it's you are like a little club like unless you've gone through it you don't get it so it's really hard to speak to your friends and your family and they're amazing and they're there as much as they can be but it's quite a unique experience and eye-opening experience um for us but no we hadn't Mm. um considered any other route and I can't really remember why or I don't know if surrogacy was something we looked at we had no money at the time you know so it was you know I think you there's money involved there where whereas with adoption there are so many children within the care system Mm. and we were like hey we are ready we are married we have a home this is we need to open our home and our hearts to one of these kids you know and did you have presumably you're working with a charity so there was some insight but did you wonder about being gay parents approaching adoption yeah and I think I knew we could adopt so you know the the law Mm. changed just a few years before um allowing same-sex couples to adopt um but there was concerns or just you know again the whole journey if you, you don't know anything when you start it really do you know what I mean you're like what, what's a social worker why mm. is a social worker visiting me every week for 10 weeks and giving me what feels like therapy sessions and asking the most random questions about my childhood and my family and all this stuff and so you're sort of learning as you go along but there were mm. concerns that oh you know am I going to get a much more mature social worker who doesn't get 
what we are, who we are, what we're about. And, you know, I wrote about it on the blog. Like that is sort of where this whole thing started for me was just getting my journey on, you know, pen to paper, so to speak. And I talk about it a lot. Our social worker, oh my God, she was a dream. I just remember her. She was like, she must have been about like mid forties, lived in like West London. She was cool. She just got it. You you knew she must have had gay friends in her circle. She just understood it, understood us. And she looked at us and was like, you know, you boys are ready. Like we just need to crack on with this and make make you a family, you know? And it it was, she was a driving force. She was amazing. And it's not always the way it's not. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So it was a relatively positive experience. And yeah, what kind of things did they investigate about you? Investigate is a heavy word for me to use. What kind of things did they ask you? Um, I mean, honestly, if you... you Because you're saying that your childhood... Yeah, I think think of the craziest thing and they probably ask it, you know? I think it's... Really? they They deep dive into your childhood and your upbringing and try and find out I mean I don't think they're trying to read you they're not trying to catch you out there's none of that and I think you go into that thinking oh my god am I going to say the right thing am I going to say the wrong thing they're not trying mm. to catch you out but they need to understand who you are and I left mm. um the meetings that we had weekly almost like quite oh that felt good I got so much out it felt like therapy you know so but no it was about us as a couple our family exes you know, your past, because there's a lot to consider, you know, there could be something's beeping, so I'll wait. Somebody's dinner's ready. That was the dishwasher. You know, it could be um, one of your exes was sentenced for something. I don't know, you know, they, they need to know all these details mm. and there's no, these children aren't going to be placed into um, harm or any, any, any risk. Mm. And they just, they really go in for it. And, you know, you have um, representatives you can nominate who they meet with the social worker as well so we had some family and some friends and they chat to them and they look around your house they look around their house you know because they know you're going to be going to these people's homes with your child one day and so it's Mm, I think right it depends on your attitude as well because you know I've spoken to people before um a couple uh two ladies who, uh, who were going on the journey at the same time and 
they were like, oh, my social worker told me I need to stop smoking. I'm not doing that. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's like, you know, a good thing. Like, you know, you should <laughs> maybe try and not smoke and not to smoke around the kids. And so, you know, I think if you're looking at things as invasive or, oh God, why are they, why do they want to know this? Why do they want to know that? Then you're, you're kind of putting up a blocker. And I think we were so open, mm. so honest, um, talked all about, you know, our past and that includes, you know, mental health issues and just medical everything. Um, and mm. I think that just worked for us, you know, because there were no skeletons really. Yes. And I imagine because you've been together for a long time, there was quite a good foundation. And yeah. were you in the house you're in now? No. So we were in a different house. Um, but yeah, it, there was room. So that's another thing. They obviously want to make sure the child has their own room. Yeah. But it was it was a great house and yeah it was it was good and but they do they look around and they look at the garden and sort of you look at risks you know because we had a little pond in there and that had to be cornered off and all that sort of thing they really go for it so yeah none of this is sort of taken lightly but it's also i can't remember someone said something to me along the lines of like it's not like they're trying to catch you out they're trying to help you understand what is required and yeah. you know, they are they're actually really supportive on the whole they are yeah and I think with adoption um you know real talk you're not being handed a baby from birth that has two loving parents that just doesn't want the baby anymore every time okay maybe 99.9% of the time this child is coming from a type of trauma um be it drug abuse alcohol abuse in the womb um neglect you know, with you know, some kids are being removed from their parents at age two or three because they've suffered neglect. Just so many, so many reasons. And when you're you sort of searching for children, uh, it's quite like a, a, a like a, a dating app. It's really weird. You're just looking at profiles. Um, sometimes they have faces mm. to them, and um, you're just reading all these not so pleasant stories. You know, and you're just thinking, okay this is how I'm going to become a dad. It's just, it's, you know, I think even though we're gay and things have been against us in, in this arena of parenting, growing up in the eighties and nineties, mm. it just was not allowed. It was not ever going to happen. You know, that's when I came out at mm. 17. The first thing my parents are to say is, Oh, but you're never going to have kids. You know, that, that sort of thing. That's how, what we believed. Mm. And that's kind of, we carry that, you know, so to then dream that, oh, my God, I can have a baby and, oh, it's going to be beautiful. And actually, when you're going through the process, it's, it's your own version of beautiful, you know, because you're creating your child in a very different way to most people. Yeah. And we speak about a lot on this podcast that like uh, LGBT people end up having a chosen family. And mm. so adoption feels so suited to that because, mm. you know, it's love. It's about love. It's about yeah. giving people love. And that blood doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, I completely beautiful. agree. And I think that has, that's probably why there's been a massive surge in, in LGBT adopters. Um, and I'm sure I read a great statistic that we should be, I don't know it off by heart, but, you know, there is such thing as adoption breakdown, which is traumatising for everyone involved. But I think gay parents and whether they're a couple or not have like the, the highest success rate when it comes to that. And that's kind of something to really be proud of because we're working hard mm. at this, you know. And like you say, maybe having that chosen family thing within us 
is is yeah. we we understand what this is about and we have to work hard to make this work and also we've all found freedom beyond the rules and understood that actually once you start doing it your way it's way better than you know yeah. so i don't know yeah. i just think it frees everything up and i i think it feels like it's the right domain for adoption and but tell me a bit more about um because the sort of classic received thing is that you know you're adopting brand new babies and actually Mm. someone said to me historically because you know babies used to be put up for adoption for things like religious reasons being born Mm. out of wedlock and all those things and socially that doesn't really happen anymore plus the the intention of local authorities is to try and keep a baby with its family so often yeah. the kids who are up for adoption are much older is that right mm-hmm. yes um and that is right and kai was um when we saw his profile he was 10 months old which was like oh my goodness that's young you know um and we completely went in uh you know when you go through the process you're sort of asked what you are looking for and you sort of you really feel like, oh my God, am I really going to say I want, you know, as young as possible, I want a boy. I want, you know, no trauma. I want, you know, because some of the things you see and read become quite common, you know, in a lot of children Mm. that you see um, have experienced similar things. And so we were quite open. But when we saw Kai's profile, he was 10 months old. And by the time he came home, it was 14. He was 14 months old. And that's young considered young in adoption um Mm. and yeah you know I think the older the child the more work that may need to go in there you know I think not even that I think because we're we have to put in so much work with Kai but it's just that child is will be coming with more memories um you know Kai Mm. was super lucky he was in foster care from birth so he only Mm. ever knew one loving warm home and family unit which to him, you know, mm-hmm. foster carer, his, um, we call her Auntie Lala, we're still in touch. She was mum, you know, like she was mum, really. Um, mm. And then what we have to deal with is the parents is actually working through and unpicking the trauma that we gave him, which was removing him from his right. warm, loving home, you know. And that's like Understood. something you then have to right. deal with as an adopter as well. And you're trained... Mm. and all of that and you know but I mean god you you do kind of do forget as well to be honest because I don't think things really happen or kick off until you know a few years down the line but yeah so the majority of children I think yeah are are older than one two I remember you saying that you on that kind of because you've done a very helpful big blog piece about the basics for people haven't you because you get yeah because you get asked so much and yet um And one of the things you said that I thought was fascinating was that when Kai first came to be with you, Mm. that you spent a solid seven days together. Is that right? Mm. With no one else? Yeah. So I thought about you three so much over lockdown. (laughs) Because when I'd read that on your blog, I was like, that's crazy that they do that and then over lockdown I was like this is what it must have been like because you just you know you're just mm-hmm. hermetically sealed yes um, I mean gosh I would take seven days over three months anytime but um at that time <laughs> at that time it was just brand new and we had you know been lifted from our life of absolute laziness to being a parent and it was the biggest shock but also like like I said earlier um 
it was a joy. It really was a joy because we wanted this, you mm. know, and we had prayed and hoped and we were just given such a blessing in Kai. It was a joy. But yeah, for that week, you're, I think you're recommended, you know, to as long as you can be the only people in his life. Don't overstimulate them. Don't introduce people early. And I think we, you're told longer than a week for sure. Um, but mm-hmm. we all felt so comfortable. I think for us, the biggest thing was, like I said to you, the trauma that we were inflicting on this 14-month-old of removing him from everything he ever knew. So, you know, you don't just meet them one day and take him home. There's what you call introductions, which for us lasted just mm-hmm. over a week. Every day, so the first day you visit, um, you say hi, you have a little play date, the, the most wonderful, emotional, craziest day of your life because... We were just about to knock on this door knowing our son was behind the door. You know, it's just insane. And um, and then each day you do something more, you know. So you might do lunchtime the next day, stay for two hours. The next day you stay for three. You might put them down for a nap. They just have to adjust. And so do you. And it was a heartbreaking week of intros because, you know, he'd trip over my, and your instinct does kick in like oh my goodness it really does and you're like oh my god but he would then go to his foster carer of course he would um but mm. then she's been trained she knows the drill and she knows that this is now your time and she has to hand him over and it it's just all round the biggest emotional crazy experience of our lives was that week And then I think like on day five or six, you actually come back to your house. They see their house for the first time just for an hour. Then the next day they might stay for lunch and you might take them for a walk in the pushchair around your local park and all these things. Um, But, you know, to give him real credit, he was a dream adapted. You know, the day we brought him home, I mean, it was a couple of hours drive on the motorway. And I don't know how we survived the journey because I just had floods of tears as I was driving the whole way home. (laughs) And um, because you've just, you know, said goodbye to this woman who has done everything for him since he was a newborn. So those those Mm. screams and those cries in the middle of the night, she got up and she dealt with him. And it was, you know, just wonderful. And the love you have for that, those people that did that. And you've taken him, but you know you're taking them to have a wonderful life together but you still have these massive conflicting feelings and um but yeah he just seemed to adapt so we came home that first day and we were like both of us sat downstairs and we were like okay if he naps like if he naps in his cot we're good we're good like he feels comfortable (laughs) that there's these two strange men downstairs and all he's ever had is he's been surrounded by one woman she was single um these two strange men downstairs, but I'm still going to nap. I'm going to sleep in my new bed that I've never slept in before. And he did like that. Oh. And we were just like, ah, we got this. And we were like the smuggest oh, so nice. people in the world. Um, and then he fucked us up, like when he turned three and his sleep regression was horrendous. <laughs> so we oh. were smug for a good couple years. <laughs> That's the end of part one with Tom. Um, all sorts of stuff about his beef with Lady Gaga coming up in part two. Who would have thunk it? So go back to the feed and have a listen. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.